up, everybody? I'm Kiyoshi. I'm Bobby Foster. I am Michael Beveraggi. And this is Take Away My Mic. Ow! <laughs> hey, it's official. Yes, sir. We're First here. episode. First episode. How's everybody feeling? Bobby, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, I got a, a nice, uh, like, seven hours of sleep, unlike you. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> I woke up feeling refreshed ready to go you know what i mean so i'm just excited to start this podcast i've been waiting for it you know the last i feel like we've been like planning this out for like a month maybe a little bit more it's been a little while yeah yeah so i'm just i'm excited to get it rolling i love it michael how are you i feel exactly how bobby feels i'm ready to go i'm excited i'm riding a high because last night i went and saw they were doing uh harry potter in theaters because it's like september and that's when the hogwarts admittance is so i'm I went and saw the last two movies in theaters, double feature, had a great time, tried to save Dobby in my mind, couldn't do it. <laughs> Wait, uh, you watched both back to back? Back to back, it's like a seven hour adventure, man. Sick, I you love know? that. I just sat snacks? there at snacks, at everything I needed. Uh, uh, one problem, the restroom, one of the urinals was broken and there was a line. I learned I can't pee under pressure because this <laughs> is just mad people waiting behind me and I'm trying to like squeeze it out. It's, it's tough. Uh, <laughs> all that's besides the point because I'm excited to be here and get the show started. Let me wipe my eye because my eye is watering. Well, I love that both of you, you know, got a little bit of sleep. It's it, we're filming this in the afternoon, but I didn't go to sleep until about like close to six a.m. And that is because we're filming this on September fifth. <laughs> if anybody knows what yesterday was, it was Beyonce Giselle Knowles Carter's forty second birthday. Okay, she was doing the Renaissance tour. I was not present in physicality, but I was present in spirit and via live stream. And I made the choice to drink <laughs> and, and, and enjoy myself along with everybody else who was watching. It was a momentous occasion. I watched it from top to bottom. Diana Ross came out and essentially, you know, just passed the torch. And if you don't know how iconic that is, if you don't know how iconic Diana Ross is, we just don't need to have a conversation. But Beyonce is a living legend, a living, breathing Facts. legend, and I love her endlessly. So I'm good. I'm I'm hyped up. I feel very energized. It's Virgo season, you know. Hey, hey. I'm a I'm a Virgo moon, so I'm ready to jump into some excellence, which is this show. Did you see the people that showed up to that concert last night? It was like a hundred like celebrities or whatever. She is the of celebrity people. of celebrities. Yeah. Your favorite celebrity celebrity is Beyonce. Everybody and their mama was there. I was like, I can't go to sleep. It's the event of the season. More than any <laughs> award show. Yeah. More than any award show. No, Everybody I, was there. No, I was like making a mental like I was like, oh, if I had my own booth, I'd want to. I want to be with like Zendaya, Tracy Ellis Ross, Tom Holland, like Pedro Pascal. Like I'd want to be with that group, and I was. I'd want to be watching the show with them. And I was doing like this whole thing mentally where I was like, I'm chilling with these people. It was insane. The Alien. Do you guys know the Alien? Who's been popping up at like five, seven different shows? I did see that, and she like acknowledged it. Yeah, I saw that. An icon. <laughs> we love Tamir. Shout out Tamir. <laughs> I have I to say, know. there was one thing I was disappointed with. Uh-oh. I have to say. <laughs> you see her I face? She's ready. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing. I was just watching clips, and my man Kendrick's mic did not okay. work. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. only reason. I, that's the only thing I was disappointed by, because those... Yeah, yeah, he came out for the America Has a Problem remix. Bro, he came about the ground. It was hard. We were like, oh, and then the mic did not work. 
and like that Beyonce Kendrick Freedom performance they did, like oh, I can't remember what award show that was, but that's like one of my favorite like live performances I've seen. So I just I just wanted to see that you know what I'm saying, but the mic didn't work. Why is why are people's mics not working? I feel like, like at shows I've seen that a lot lately. I don't know. I think it's well for Beyonce's tour. They're not used to having a whole bunch of like extra like mics. Yeah, no True. guests. So like these, this was like one of the like either the first or the second time that she had somebody else come out, um, yeah. and it just it was a technical fail. But you know, everybody on Twitter, all the you're getting fired, somebody's getting fired. Yeah. Me, <laughs> <Right. laughs> going around. Uh, hopefully, somebody didn't lose their job. But yeah, it was I cool. Saw, like, it was cool to see them though. It worked at the end. Yeah, that's true. You know, I saw like, because I'm not even just talking about like Beyonce's, because I know like she also had like one other microphone thing like a couple days ago or a week ago or whatever. But I also saw like 50 Cent, his mic stopped working. He did a Cardi B and like threw it into the audience. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Didn't he hit some woman in the head? Yeah, he did. She got, it was damn. He chucked it. Like Cardi, I mean, Cardi wound it up too. But we're talking about 50 Cent here. Well, y'all ever, y'all <laughs> like, ever saw his first pitch in the, at the Mets game? I just showed my wife that like a few days ago, actually. He's That's not, hilarious that you brought that up. Not the most accurate uh, thrower no. in the world. <laughs> okay, I wanted to start this first episode, you know, with a hot comment from this person below who wanted to know our thoughts on Stan Wars <laughs> online. And I know each of us are, are technically... We're in different fandoms. All of us create content amongst different fandoms. Ariana, Zayn, Nikki, you know. And I feel like people would love to know our opinions about Stan Wars online and such. So, Bobby, you go right. first. Yeah, I feel like I talk about this quite often, actually. Because, listen, I kind of stumbled into engaging on Stan Twitter. Because when I started making content, like, in 2020... Um, I was just like initially reacting to whatever was like top on Billboard because I didn't like know what to react to. Just so happened at the time, Say So was like, I think that's like when it went number one, Doja Cat and uh, the Nicki remix. And so mm. in the comments, it was the first time I was getting comments and everyone was like, react to this, react to that. And so uh, I like Nicki. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, let's do all these Nicki reactions. I'm for it. And then, you know, I'm on Twitter. So I a bunch of uh, like Stan accounts started following me and stuff. So that's, that was my first taste of engaging in like Stan culture. Fast forward like three years and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm tired. I feel like the stan wars like i actually don't have a problem with stands themselves i've got i have no problem with it to be honest with you on, on my end i feel like it's more just like the discourse between everything like the war aspect we're talking about i'm tired yeah. like i hate how if i bring up and, and like it, it's all different types of stands like anybody's fan base it's like if you bring up this person then like their enemy gets brought up it's like you yeah. just can't like you can't have like an actual conversation without starting like some type of controversy in the comments, even when you're not even trying to, right? Cause it's like I saw on that Twitter. happen to you yesterday, bro. Oh, it happens to me all the time. I'm just kind of like used to it at this point. But uh and it's not just Twitter either, it's TikTok. It's like everything like and I don't know if y'all have this experience as content creators, but just like you say one thing and then people just completely flip it into like something that it's not all the time mm -hmm. uh i feel like that happens to me a lot but overall i'm always just big on like music conversations and i just hate like the the stan war discourse all the time about numbers 
and charts and all this. I feel like it really downplays the experience of actually listening to music and enjoying it. Yeah, like even right now, like a perfect example is like Nicki just released like Last Time I Saw You. And I love that song. I like it a lot. I like when Nicki sings. Cute. I like pop, you know, R&B type Nicki. And uh, but like it doesn't look like it's going to chart the best and everyone's all sad and disappointed. And I'm over here. I'm just jamming. It's <laughs> you know good. What I'm saying? Like the music's I'm just good. Exactly. So yeah. I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of I don't know. That's kind of like where I'm at with it currently. That's the I whole, just wish it was a little different. It's the whole we thing because like you feel like you're one with you. It's the same thing with sports. Like I call the Mets we. Like we won last night. We lost today. Yeah. I feel like it's the same thing with the the stand dumb. I guess we'll call it because you feel like you're we with the artist. Like oh we got that award. We got that Grammy. Mm -hmm. And then at that point you're taking things like super personally. Like any 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 victory that you're getting, uh, whatever it might be, like you said, someone takes a, something and turns it into something else. That's them being a we. I'm part of the One Direction fandom, and there's stand wars within that, unfortunately. And I think, like you said, it kind of ruins being a fan, which yeah. is the worst part. Like when they broke up, it turned into a. It's not the whole fan base, but it's a large part of the fan base that was like, okay, who's gonna be the most successful? Like each one, each per, like people. Oh pick, wow. People picked a member and they were like, this person's gonna be the most successful. And then if like certain people pass certain other people, like as far as numbers go, it didn't become like a congratulations to that person. It kind of became a fuck that person. Like we're gonna ride for this other person. Meanwhile, these boys spent like seven years together as a group and now we're taking our stand wars and making that more important than what they accomplished and even more important than what they're accomplishing now. That's like interesting. Out outside of the individual accolades. So it's really unfortunate, man. Cause like you could be at a concert and I'm an overthinker, so I'll be at a concert and I'll be thinking about like Stan Wars as opposed to just being in the. Being I'm in the so glad you said that because I feel like online discourse does that to me too when I'm like listening to something. It's a, yeah, you're listening to it actively, trying to enjoy it for what it is, and then in the back of your mind, you're like, oh no, but wait, people take this and make it something else, and that sucks. That's yes. insane. I'll be I'll be very honest and say, you know. I've never given a fuck. <laughs> no, I've never cared about. It just all seems really like just unimportant to me. And I'd like to enjoy what I'm doing. So I really put it in the back of my mind. Like I don't, I see how it could be in the front though. If you're like, oh, if I'm talking good about Nikki or whatever, this person's going to say that. Or like this person's going to say that. And like, was it today? Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday that they announced? No, it was yesterday. Megan and Cardi are dropping a song. Facts. I saw people talking about that. I saw that you tweeted about it and was yeah. like, oh, wow, we're going to talk about that on the show. And it As was like should. one person underneath like, Ugh, don't, oh, get <laughs> don't get kicked off my timeline. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, who are you? Like, <laughs> I, Not, yeah, like, so when I'm saying it's like, uh, like with Michael, what he was saying, I feel like it's more of just like my content creator mind is like, cause I'm always kind of thinking in content at this point. Like that's just, <laughs> I feel like that's the name of the job. I, I don't know. That's just how I work. And so I feel like when, um, like when news pops or a song comes out, I do think of it sometimes as far as like a content creator. Uh, cause like I'm always trying to add to the conversation. And then I just think of like how that conversation will go. And I'm like, <sighs> There's very little nuance online. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wish we could actually have, like, an actual conversation. This is why I like my Discord. Because, like, in my Discord, I can have, like, actual conversations about things. Twitter's not a place for conversation. I realize that, too. No, it's not. Not yo, a place it, for conversation. Yo, it, it could be, like, <laughs> there could be a, this is, and this is part of why I stay offline. There could be a, 
Joe Biden announces this alert, and then the top comment underneath it is Nikki flopped or something like that. Oh yeah, what <laughs> on and the pop on the pop base stuff like that? Yeah. yeah, it's like yo, that's not. I didn't come here for that. <laughs> I came here for discourse. The comment I want to see under it is like intelligible conversation <clears throat> about what this post is about, not this. Yeah. It's, it's bled everywhere. It bleeds into everything. Everything turns into a tit for tat. It's fashion. It's music. It's everything. Just sports, involving. like Michael was saying too. Sports yeah. is a big one. Yeah. Just with specific individuals, and I'm like, you're just never gonna enjoy. <laughs> you're just not gonna enjoy any of this like that. You know who I blame partly, and I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan. I blame Eminem a little bit. I blame his fans a little bit. Because there's the whole stand thing. It's kind of where it started. That's yeah. definitely where it started. Yeah. Yeah, it's where it started. And Eminem's fans have this have this like heavy, heavy like our backs up against the wall to make sure everyone knows this is the goat. And like I feel like that a lot of people have adopted that mentality. So like everyone has to feel like their artist is the goat, no matter Ooh. what's going on around them. I'm I'm gonna piggyback off of that because I'm gonna I want to take it to more of like a social issue because I like when I'm talking to a lot of stands uh like barbs kittens those are the two I usually kittens. interact with the most what I found even with like Cardi actually like everybody all the female rappers what I found is that a lot of the need to make sure people understand the greatness of these people and everything like that really comes from like society always taking away women's accomplishments and like how good they are things like that um because like with nikki specifically a lot of a lot of fans are always trying to make sure she's in rap conversations in general like with men as well which she never is right like she's never put in those conversations but right. she's done things that 99.9999 percent of men rappers are will never do <laughs> you know what i'm saying Talk about it. so it's like that I feel like on a social level is just the constant discrediting of women uh, in music. I feel like leads to a lot of the fan bases really trying to drive it home all the time, whether it's through like award shows or statistics, whatever. I feel like that that's a big part of it from, you know, what I've gathered from talking to a lot of people. It's a beautifully stated, man. Beautifully stated point. Yeah. You even see it like with Beyonce, because um, like no matter like Beyonce's career is like. I said 99.999% with Nikki, but with like Beyonce, it's like a 99, like a repeat, like even first, like it's crazy. <laughs> like Beyonce, like has this career that's been rivaled by like what? Uh, Legends. Like, like five, like five people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, like Beyonce is always constantly discredited all the time in all these different kind of ways. And like at the end of the day, a lot of it I feel like is definitely because she's a woman, hundred percent. Most definitely, hundred black, percent. A black woman on top of that, they don't exactly. Wanna, they don't want to give her her tens, and that is why we will continue to uplift her. Sorry, the stand jumped out. See, but that's <laughs> that's where it comes from. Like, I'm like, how like, dare, how dare you fix your lips? How dare you fix your lips to utter anything other than greatness when it comes to this woman? And it, it bop boggles my mind i'll never understand it i'm like if you talk about charts one more goddamn time like numbers can't be manipulated like awards can't be bought like there aren't millions of dollars being shelled and pushed out towards certain people i'm not yeah. gonna do it not this first episode <laughs> i'm not gonna do it but understand me hear me when i say <laughs> hear me when i say 
that Beyonce is in the lane of her own. She has always been in the lane of her own. I feel like there there can be discourse amongst other things. Like with other artists, Beyonce is not one of them. And we can end on that. I'm sorry. I just want to say, example, proof of what I was just saying. <laughs> I got so defensive. Happy in real time. <laughs> so defensive, no, real. I'm tired. tired. When Michael was talking about One Direction, it put me back in my harmonizer oh, days. Yeah. I, was a, I was a fifth harmony. I was in that mix. So when the group broke up, it was, who's, who's your horse? Who's your horse? Who's getting to the finish line? And I was like, I started paying attention to this damn group because of Normani. I'm always going to pay attention. Like, are I'm you cutting you, it's up gonna, a It's going to happen big time. I am, man. <laughs> so I want to talk about with Olivia Rodrigo's highly anticipated sophomore albums Ooh. coming out. Yeah, so we're all extremely excited. And there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype. But sophomore albums don't always work out great, especially when there's a lot of pressure and hype. And I wanted to talk about sophomore albums. And I know you guys are going to give your sophomore albums that you guys really enjoyed personally. I'm not going to talk about like sophomore albums that are like the greatest ever. I just want to talk about the ones that I really enjoy. So I'm going to start with Alicia Keys. Alicia Keys' first album, Songs in A Minor, followed that up with Diary of Alicia Keys. The Diary of Alicia Keys is is a historically great album. Sophomore album. Got if I ain't got you, you don't know my name. Karma Diary. I feel a particular way because I don't I don't rock with Alicia like that no more. But that <laughs> album was my life. That album was my life when it dropped. So yeah. I feel like you got more artists that you don't mess with now. <laughs> the <laughs> artists you do mess with. All right, I want to. No, this is this is good. The banter is important here. The banter is important. I'm gonna go through a few more here. I'm kind of going in order. Sort of, as far as like ones that impacted me the 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 most from least to most. Uh, next one I've got is Justin Timberlake. Kind of came out with a bang with Justified. Ooh. Followed that up with Future Sex Love Good Sounds. Pick. Future Sex Damn. Love Sounds kind of defined sound for for a little bit. Definitely sexy back. My love until the end of time. What goes around comes around. Summer love. But there's that one. Hit after hit. I can't not bring up Eminem because his sophomore album is the Marshall Mathers LP, which is an all-timer. I was too young to like listen to Eminem when I was younger, like yeah. so I never really listened to him. I tried to go back and like listen to his older stuff, like relatively, relatively recently, and I just couldn't do it. You know what it is? I have. I just couldn't I, revisit it. I have an atrocious relationship with my mother, so I just re- it's just like a person, you know, it's like a personal. It is. It is what it is. You know, it's, that's I, so real. Relatable. It's real, though. Yeah. So like, I'm out relatable here listening. Music. I Kim is a lot, but at the same time, I'm listening like the song Kim, where he's like burying her and shit. Mm-hmm. But, but I'm still out here listening. To, I'm more like a cleaning out my closet, where I'm like, yeah, I'm getting out of here because fuck this. Like at the age of like twelve, like just like so <laughs> searing mad. That project's got Stan. It's got the way I am. It's got the real Slim Shady. Like that's, that's a, so- a classic sophomore album. Sophomore album. Frank Ocean, Blonde. I mean, kind of ridiculous. Y'all, I can't get into Frank. Damn. Oh, can't do it. oh, I felt it in my chest. What? All right. Well, we got to pause here. What, why can't you get into Frank Ocean? I don't know. Oh my <laughs> you know God. what I'm saying? Like, sometimes you just can't get into arts. I don't know if I have like any logical reasons for it. I just. Are you an you know R&B person? I, I don't see you oh, talking yeah. about. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, didn't I, know. I was, I was like, I honestly, like, I'm a way. I was a way bigger, I feel like I still am actually, way bigger R&B fan than rap fan, 100%. Like, I was raised on, like, R&B. But, yeah, I just, Frank, I don't know. Like, I like some stuff off Channel Orange. Um, 
iconic like debut. Pink oh Matter with Andre 3000. I listen to that all the time still. But yeah, like overall, it's just like, you know, I just can't, I just can't get into Fair. It's fine. Yeah. I know Fair a enough. lot of people who feel that way about Frank, actually. Sometimes... I accept that we've all got our own thing. Uh, all right, I'm going to move on. The, yes. my, my personal list here of iconic sophomore albums in Beveraji's life. SZA, most recently, SOS. Good pick. Sophomore Good. album, SOS. Good pick. Um, following up CTRL with SOS, I feel like she topped CTRL, and that was hard to do. Next up, I got Harry Styles. A little bit cheating, honestly, because when you come from a boy band for that long, you develop experience that a lot of solo artists don't have out, out the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, but he followed up his self-titled album with Fine Line, and I think Fine Line is, I don't think, it's one of the most successful projects of the last few years. Uh, Post Malone, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. I mean, that's just like an incredibly iconic sophomore Interesting. album. I saw him live, actually. I was pleasantly surprised. Some of the yeah. songs he's a that good live performer. Like his, his popular ones, like his non, his deep cuts off that album. I was like, oh, this slaps a little bit. A little bit cheating again because this guy started with a mixtape, which to me is basically an album. But technically, Drake's sophomore album is "Take Care." Yes, God. I would have said that as well. Uh, so we got "Take Care." I mean, I don't even need to go down the track list. It's pretty much every single song on "Take Care." I'm writing a list over here, and I had I I, I wrote down. Yeah, yeah, that one in there. It <laughs> that was my favorite. That was my favorite Drake album for the longest time. It still is my favorite Drake album. It's on my. You probably can't see it because of my head, but it's on my wall up there with my other favorite vinyls. Uh, and the last one, whether uh, it's one of my favorites, I think it's the actual best sophomore album ever, in my opinion. Oh. I oh, think shoot. I think Adele's Twenty One. Uh, oh. ro- rolling okay. in the deep, set fire to the rain. Okay. Someone like you, rumor has it, turning tables, bro. At twenty one years old, is a sophomore project disgusting yo i gotta bring up adele and i gotta bring her up as the main sophomore album here okay okay so not to I'm not with it not to measure olivia up to those kinds of standards because that's insane uh but i'm just excited for her project and i'm going to talk about her project next week because by the time our pod comes out next week the album will have dropped i bro i'm so I, I wrote down a few if you want me to go. Yeah, for sure. Let's hear them. All right. I'm still, I'm just kind of like looking through my Spotify right now. Just looking through artists I usually listen to. First up, I got to go to Pimple Butterfly. Uh, to Pimple Butterfly is arguably the best rap album of the 2010s. You know what I'm saying? It got like archived in the National Library. It's just certified classic, okay? And following up Good Kid, Mad City, which is also known as, like, one of the best rap albums of the decade. So like, good, that's insane yeah. to, like, drop classics back-to-back. Insanity. Um, up next, I'm sad I have to... I'm not sad I have to say it. Late Registration by Kanye. <laughs> following up College Dropout with Late Registration. I Another impossible feat. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm pretty thing. sure this is her second album. But Doja Cat with Hot Pink, Hot Pink was a great follow-up. Yeah, to, Amala to was her Amala. first album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like Hot Pink was nice. Okay, so this doesn't necessarily count as like a sophomore album, but the soundtrack for Spider-Man 2 Across the Spider-Verse was yeah, so a great follow-up to the first one. Yeah, it definitely doesn't, definitely doesn't count, but I get what you're I, saying. I just, you know, because it's, it's the <laughs> second are, one. Yeah. <laughs> You got seasoned artists on that thing, but you I get what, what you're I saying. Mean, um, it was fire. It was fire. I, I had take care. I had take care on there. Honestly, 
a little bit of a a little bit of a unpopular opinion but the massacre by 50 cent i feel like was a great follow-up to get richard die trying now obviously get richard die trying is like the best rap debut of all time so it is what it is also here's my last one i just saw and this is probably my favorite sophomore album i'm pretty sure it's his sophomore I'm like 95%, but Nellyville by Nelly, and I'm going to leave it at that. That's a good Nellyville by Nelly, I used to listen to that album nonstop when I was a kid. That's a good call, bro. No, I used to yeah. wear, I used to put a band-aid on my shit. I used Same. to have a, a headband in the, in the lunchroom. Absolutely. That was a real, was a real thing. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Yep. Everybody 100%. wanted to be Nelly, child. You don't Love understand. Nelly, Nelly no, and really. Allen Iverson. Allen, Yeah. I wanted to be just like the both of them. Defined an era. You come into school with the with the suit one day and the sweat the next day. Sweatsuit. You remember that? Nice. I know who Allen Iverson is though. I know the cornrows. I was he the That's one. That's how who legendary said, he was. Was he the one who <laughs> said he didn't want to practice? I forget. Yes, I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah. I I know who you're talking about that. I'm proud of myself. Mm -hmm. Um my sophomore albums, okay? Let's get into it. B Day by yeah. Beyonce. Okay. None other than <laughs> Deja Vu, B-Day is such a triumphant sophomore project, iconic from top to bottom. Um, we've been begging for more of those songs on the Renaissance tour. <laughs> should give you a taste. She knows that's like one of her most iconic eras, and that was her second album. Absolutely insane. Never Say Never by Brandy. Everybody knows that that is my favorite Brandy album. Those of you guys who watch me often love the title track, Never Say Never, Angel in Disguise. My God. It, it, the vocals. She's the vocal Bible for a reason. If you weren't aware, you should be. Um, Brandy, <laughs> Brandy is the voice. A voice. Agreed. Agreed. Insane. Ooh, okay. My Everything by Ariana Grande. It's real easy. Okay. It's real, real okay. easy. Break Your Heart Right Back. Be my baby, you know what I'm saying? Only one, you know, like some of her best like vocals on that album as well. And then the last one, I get all my girls out the way. The Fame Monster, Lady Gaga, Gaga? Deluxe, okay. my okay. favorite Lady Gaga album, my favorite Lady Gaga album, like period. It, oh, it's, I got two more. I just perfection. thought of perfection. I'm pretty sure this is their second album, Ungodly Hour, Chloe and Halle. Ah! Um. That yeah, shit's bonkers. That was a great album. Is it? Is, is that not their second one? Is it the kids? Is it are the all right kids are all right? And then Ungodly Hour or no? It is. is it, it is. You're right. Because okay. I was thinking about the EP. I was thinking about Sugar Symphony. I was thinking about this project in between the two of us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You're and then correct. I have to get into my my childhood bag here. No strings attached. and sync. That's a great one, bro. Whoa. That's a great yeah. one. I that can't. Was believe, just, I didn't think of that one. Right. <laughs> Damn, that, that's a good one. I, I was just scrolling through. I saw Justin Timberlake, and I was like, wait, what's what's Bro, Shaking album? I promise I you, like, bye, bye, bye. Yeah. Classics. Yeah. Gone. Yeah. But yeah. okay, I okay. so since we're talking about Olivia in like this new era, I got a question for y'all, though. Was Happier Than Ever a good follow-up? By Billie Eilish? Yeah. I think, it, I think it was so different, but uh -huh. I, think it, I think it was, yeah. Okay. I mean, just the song, the the lead song by itself, "Happier Than Ever," was an iconic moment in itself. I mean, that's one of my favorite Billy songs. But I have to say, I did not like the album. I still don't like the album. Uh, I was heavily disappointed by the album. But I'm I'm always excited for Billy, though. Like I feel like she's amazing. 
that was just face. a miss for me personally. No, I don't. I I I don't think it's it's well, when we all fall asleep. Where do we go? Right. That's the lead. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't think it's on par with that album, but I still think it's a great project. That's fair because I also said Massacre with Fifty Cent, and that wasn't as good as Get Rich or Die no, Trying. That, I, I felt like it was a good follow up though. But yeah, no, that that makes sense. That's when you set the bar. That's like that's why there's a sophomore slump a lot because when you set the bar and there's an expectation. Fact. It's hard. It's hard to meet that expectation, man. It's the same thing for for basketball players coming on their second year and they have great rookie years. Following up greatness is hard. It's it's, it's really right. hard. You know, because we like were talking it. about Cardi and Meg. I feel like this single is about to be an interesting follow up because like that's a lot of expectations. After WAP, her and Cardi, yeah, 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 yeah Meg yeah, and Cardi, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's going to be interesting to see how people receive it because I feel like the expectations are going to be high as hell. Bongos. Yeah. Are they talking about? Never okay, so while we're talking about some of the girlies, I wanted to talk about Doja Cat's new era. Oof. As it... <laughs> <laughs> not, not oof. Where my demons at? Devin said oof. <laughs> um, it's obviously had many mixed reviews, um, but also while making Spotify history as the first solo female rap song to yeah, peak at number crazy. one on the U.S. charts, it was Demons, okay? And, uh, you know, people are saying she's a demonic worshiper now and things. All very, all very hilarious takes. I, I like demons. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Bobby, oh, Bobby, you ain't got to plead no fifth. I watched your video. I, I watched your reaction. I know how you feel about demons. Yeah. I'll tell you why. Yeah. I'll tell you why I like it. Because I am, I'm a girl who enjoys <laughs> I enjoy complex things. I like the deeper tracks. I like, I loved attention before uh, Paint the Town Red uh, came out. No, yeah, attention is probably still my favorite out of like all the singles that she dropped. Bars, you know, I liked it because the introduction of it was, it was different because everything that she was saying, she was like, oh, I'm trying to rap more this era. Like I'm trying to, you know, do music that I'm really like passionate about i want to get deeper so when attention was the first track i was like okay yeah i like the direction we were like going in paint the town red isn't bad demons just felt like a vibe to me and i'm always gonna enjoy a vibe it's a vibe it's not too complex is this the simplicity of it were there bars maybe um <laughs> but but overall she was just talking shit and i and i enjoyed it for what it was I'm one of those people. Whatever you give me, I take it at face value. You know, she didn't seem like she was taking herself too seriously with that song, so I didn't take it too, too seriously. And I was like, girl, you dismissed me. I would have been online defending you. <laughs> I was I was dismissed, you know. So I keep my, keep my opinions to myself. But that beat is so damn hard. And I love, uh, I like the music video as well. There can definitely be discourse around, you know, light-skinned women painting themselves very, very dark to represent themselves as demonic presences and things. We don't have to do that oh, okay. right now, you know. But that, that, that aside, the song itself, uh, it definitely grew on me. First listen, I was like, oh, she bullshit, and this is cute. <laughs> <laughs> She's cute. But when the video, when the video came out, I was like, okay. I, I see I see I see why it is the way it is. I also see why people are disappointed. Um, I think that she hyped it up a lot, like this new era, to the point that people were like, Okay, girl, where are the hits? We need hits. 
in the numbers people like all those people are like we need chart topping hits like like with planet her like she did set the bar really really high that album was incredible so this uh this would be her third album no her fourth yeah Amala, Hot Pink, Planet Her, yeah, fourth. That's her, fourth. her yeah, 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 that's her fourth album. <clears throat> um, so I feel like a lot, a lot is expected of her from other people, um, especially because she said, "I'm tired of you guys like not acknowledging the fact that I'm a rapper." Uh, people are expecting bars and such. So when Demons did come out, there was a lot of there was a lot of what's this, <laughs> Bobby? <laughs> Bobby, she said, "What are those?" Bobby said, "What are those? What is this?" <laughs> I watched that shit like five <laughs> times. A man was flabbergasted. But what do y'all think about her new era, man? It's a lot going on. I I I'll save Bobby for last because I feel like he's got big thoughts, and I don't have big thoughts mainly yeah. because I haven't heard. I've only heard "Paint the Town Red," and that's because I'm waiting for the full album to give everything a full listen. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, I'll take demonic worship over all this racist country music that's charting like number one. <gasps> I'm just glad. I'm just glad that she like, <laughs> I'm glad that she's got that number one. Um, honestly, like the controversy sells too. It's not a hot take to say controversy sells. Montero was the number one track and he had some similar stuff going on. Sam Smith sold well with that track where he was, you know, doing demonic worship. Controversy sells. The That's why these racist country songs are selling as well, because controversy sells. Um, wait, I mean, wait, the- go back. Say that again. You said, you said he, it's they. Okay, I apologize. It's, it's me being PC. I'm catching everything. I'm paying attention. Yeah, no, I'm not super familiar with Sam at this point, but yeah, no. So they uh, sold well with their track, and the controversy sells. Look at Miley Cyrus's entire bangers era. You look at Eminem's whole career. You look at the WAP song. Katy Perry's been controversy before and had huge number ones because of it. Uh, R. Kelly dropped an album from prison, prison, and it charted. That was crazy. It charted. It charted. <laughs> It charted for the for like the day. Crazy. It was available for a day and it charted. Like on iTunes, it charted. Like it was yeah. up there. It was mm-hmm. up there. From prison. Wow. Controversy sells. And he doubled down on what he did too. <laughs> Sick dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I admit cool. it. I admit it, right? I admit it. That was, <laughs> that was crazy. I saw it on Twitter. Wow. It was crazy. So again, I've only <laughs> I've only heard Paint the Town Red, and that's the number one song she's got. And while I think the song's okay. I'm just not surprised by the fact that it's selling because controversy sells. Yeah, Bobby, let's hear what you have to say. (laughs) Here's what I got to say. First, I want to clear my name on something. So because of my content, like everyone always like goes, oh, like not everything has to be all complex, Bobby, blah, blah, blah. blah. I know this. I rarely listen to complex music. Who does? Who wants to sit there and dissect something like when you're listening to it all the time? No, 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 no. I just like doing that for fun. I like the simple music. But there's a difference between simple music and just like non-substantial music and all i'm asking for is like some sub some substance right and that doesn't even necessarily have to be lyrical that could be like there's a lot of substance in her music videos all the time right like she is a she's gonna win that vanguard award one day like she does not miss on her music videos at all yeah and like what i'm saying is doja cat tweeted me okay (laughs) she replied to me saying that this era was going to be more about things that were personal to her. And she wasn't just going to like pump out these pop hits that were meaningless, blah, 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 blah. And so although, yes, she is meeting the promise of it being a rap album, like every single verse she's put out has been a rap and she's just singing on the hook. uh, She's doing that. But like 
Doja, I have a very high standard for Doja because like going into Planet Her, we saw how much of like a great artist she was. Like she really pushed her boundaries on that album. Mm. And like you could see, like I'm talking about all this substance. You could see it in what she was saying, how she was singing it, the emotion in her raps, the all that kind of stuff. Like it's a very substantial album. Then you like move to what we're getting right now. Paint the Town Red just sounds like this generic song. Like, and I feel like that's why it's doing so well because it's Doja, it's really agreeable, it's easy. So it makes sense that it'll, it would do really good on the charts. Attention, it was cool. It, it like really fell off a cliff for me like after like a couple weeks. Like, I, it doesn't have much replay value for me. Then you like you move into Demons and it's like, like I said in my reaction, like it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of effort in the song. There's a lot of effort in the music video, but it just doesn't feel like there's a lot of effort in the song. I'm sorry. Like I said, it sounds like a bad baby Keem impersonation. And it does. I, I'm sorry. It does. I don't know and anything about baby Keem. So I can't, a, I can't defend listen, her. I, can't, I will I show know. you. I will show you what I'm talking about. I got the clips. I'm, I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So, like, I think overall what I'm just, like, most disappointed by... Also, okay, I, I do have a lot of thoughts. I'm going to keep it short. I also think in this era, because we're, we're talking about... You were talking about the whole entire era. So, like, this era of, like, I don't care what people think. I'm just going to do me. Artists always say that when they care the most about what other people say. And I feel like that's what's showing in her music. All the lyrics are just about her critics and shutting up the critics and all that stuff. She cared much less in her past work which is what made her separate herself because she was weird and quirky and was doing shit no one was doing and like but now she's saying she doesn't care except she's always acknowledging everything in interviews yeah yeah Damn. social media in the music all she's talking about is like like other people like also she said like things were going to be personal and people were like oh it is personal bobby these lyrics are personal and like not really like the 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 personal lines are simply like her saying stuff like yeah i can be bald like it's all it's all based <laughs> on other people's perceptions of her and her being like nah your opinion doesn't matter so it's still very external based like it's not not really, yeah i can be bald <laughs> yeah it's not really any internal exploration or like we understanding like, I don't understand Doja anymore as a person listening to her music now after I heard it. Like, I, I don't understand oh, her anymore as a person. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing to connect to on an empathy level. It, it just is what it is. That's my I thoughts can... on it so far. But we'll see what I, I'm also, I mean, I'm open. I'm listening to the whole album. And I'm right. going to judge the whole thing when the album comes out. But just based off these three singles, that's what the singles are giving me. I rest my case. I'm done now. Y'all can go. <laughs> <laughs> it's It's so interesting because <clears throat> I... That's what drew me into Doja, cause I like I said in our little our our debut live, I, I've been with Doja since SoundCloud. I've I've been paying attention to her and invested in like her art because I saw that she was just passionate about it, and there just wasn't a whole lot of yeah, there just wasn't a whole lot of caring about what everybody else was doing or what other people were thinking. Like she was just solely invested in like her art her sound like elevating her stuff um so now i definitely get what you're saying as far as the whole it, it's lacking in 
personal feelings and it's all about the critics are saying this and like this is what other people are saying and i feel like that has also a lot to do with the fact that i have to bring it up because this is how all of the discourse started like online um the boyfriend yeah she was seen with a man who is an admitted predator he he wrote an apology he acknowledged his predatory behavior it's not it's not up for discussion. He He's a predator um, and racist on top of that. So people were acknowledging that and being like, hey, girl, what's going on with that? Like, we know that we don't know you personally, but you aligning yourself with somebody like that, I think, could be a little bit concerning for those of us, you know, with melanin and <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like what's going on. And that's when it turned into the whole y'all don't know me like I'm not you my real fans only care about the music. Like my real fans only like blah, 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 blah. And then she was like, if you call yourself a kitten or like you're my, a Stan or whatever, get off your mom's internet, like go clean your room. I was like, okay. So all of it seemed very, it didn't seem like it was about anything other than that. I knew it wasn't about the music. So when she started turning and trying to pump it up and in turn pumped up the music to distract from all of that, I was like, you're setting yourself up <laughs> because, because if the music doesn't align with everything that you've got going on, because that's all the discourse has been like, they were like, oh, she did all that rah, rah, rah for this. I was like, she didn't do it because of the music. She did it because of this other thing. And now it's falling back and people are like, oh, girl, you really hyped this album up. Like, it's not my whole opinion about it. I'm like, we could have we could have just like addressed it, you know, dealt with that instead of like shifting it, because now if the album goes triple aluminum, it won't. It's not going to. But no, like, it's gonna go but, crazy. But, but the discourse around it, they're going to be like, oh, all of this. Like, she did all of that yelling and hooting and hollering from the mountaintops over this album. It is not even giving, like, what she said it was going to give. Yeah, I, I just think it was a bad move on her part. But Doja's always been talented. Her talent was never the issue. Never. <laughs> never. 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 Talent She's one of the best out. One of the best, one yeah. of the best. So I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the project. I won't be reacting to it, but I, I, I'm going to listen to it in my own time and share my thoughts here. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have time to talk about it, but I really feel like the whole parasocial relationships thing is like getting blown out of proportion. I actually just feel like parasocial relationships are actually like relatively a good thing. Like when you're yeah. a kid, like looking up to someone that like, uh, you know, inspires you and all that kind of stuff i feel like it's important like that's the whole like seeing yourself on the screen like my son literally wears his miles morales costume everywhere i love that. Oh, <laughs> like it's not halloween like he still wears it everywhere like he went to um this arcade yesterday and like all the kids were like hey can i take a picture with you and can i get your autograph and, like, oh that's so sweet kind of well, bro so, i love yeah. i i, I, I tell this it's not really a long story but like i grew i didn't grow i never met my dad i grew up without him and i would like idolize kobe like i worshiped the ground that he walked on and there used to be kids in school that would ask me i never forget the first time i ever got asked i got asked a lot of times but the first time i ever got asked was like yo you don't have a dad kind of like what's that like and the first time i was ever asked i'll never forget never forget it was sixth grade and i was sitting there and it didn't hit me it was like i don't really know what it's like to not have a dad because i I got Kobe. Like I follow Dang. everything he oh. does, and I worship the ground he walks on. Like he's that person I look to for everything. So it just didn't like. Jeez. I feel like Miles Morales with your son. I mean, he's got you obviously, and mm-hmm. blessing for that. But 
yeah, it's those relationships are fucking key to growing up, man, and Facts. morphing morphing who you become. I don't believe in the whole like, and this is related to my, we'll save it for my second topic, but the whole like you get raised wrong and that that that's like that accounts for your choices as a man. I don't believe in that stuff. I don't. Oh that God, was good. My heart, my heart bro. That's it, real shit. It that's was real shit. And bro. like I had my dad, but also like I felt like Will Smith was kind of like a father figure for me. Like I yeah. like no. wanted bro, everything like yo, Will Smith. I, the, the, <laughs> you know the scene between him and Uncle Phil. Why don't he want oh, the man my. and he's crying? I so if I ever need to cry, I just put the scene on on YouTube. It's Dead too ass. much. Top I say I have my dad, but that scene made me cry too. Like yes. that was just yes. But yeah, so I was glad I got to meet him on Make a Wish because that was what? that was the best thing ever. Yeah, like they flew me out to LA and I got to chill with him for a whole day. It was great. Dope. Yeah, it was dope. the best. Love that. It was the best. I made that that wish. I'm glad I don't regret that wish. That wish was great. Like of it, like initially I had wished to be in uh, Bad Boys Two as an extra, but they were like, "Nah, you're too young." <laughs> You're so fucking so, real. You're so fucking real for that. <laughs> My last wish, put me yep. in bad boys too. <laughs> I wanted to be an extra or something, or like be his son in there or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, they were like, no, nah, you're too young. And I was like, okay, well, then I'll just meet him. But it was it was really cool. <laughs> it was really dope. So my topic, uh, this is something that has been on my mind because when something is an anomaly, I'm like in an intellectual, I like putting puzzle pieces together so like when something's an anomaly i want to understand what's going on so there was a there was a lot of different kind of things but this is the most recent one taylor swift outsold the single day like pre-sale numbers in the movie theater she outdid spider-man no way home in three hours okay so when it comes to taylor and all this commercial success i just need to know <laughs> every time something happens i get surprise like for example also with like 1989 taylor's version the re-recording i'm thinking okay midnight's did like 1.6 million there's like uh you know bundles now so i was like i, I can see you know re-recording uh like speak now did like 700,000. so i was like you know i like a million maybe like 1.1 maybe but like she outsold like midnight's pre-sale like almost immediately Right, like the first day, like outdid midnights, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like for a re-record, yeah. I was like, "Is nineteen eighty nine about to do like one point five two? Is it gonna break the two million mark? Maybe, like it could." And so, like when I saw this movie thing too, I was like, "Yo, Taylor's like really on another commercial level, and like no one's even close." Like I remember with Adele when twenty five came out, she did like three million, three point two million the first week, and it's like she's just like no one could even now it's like that was adele and now it's like taylor like now no one's touching taylor commercially like at all and i'm like what happened like okay fill me in what movie a movie she's like <laughs> has like one of those concert movie yeah. things coming out oh for yeah. the tour she's on like now yeah, yeah and it outsold spider-man no way home pre-sale tickets oh. like single day tickets uh numbers in like three hours and so that There's was a crazy to me it just uh disgusting film tweeted 40 minutes ago taylor swift eras tour is projected to open up to a record breaking 100 plus million she already broke a record like for all movies i like for all movies for all movies the pre-sale yeah the pre-sale that's what of i'm all, saying of all movies ever fucking to exist my friend told me wow. he's in canada he's in my discord he said she's doing five back-to-back -back stadium tours and uh, stadium shows in canada like she had a million people in queue in the UK for her concert and broke Ticketmaster. I like, 
I, and all I'm saying is what I don't understand is like Taylor's always been big, but then something happened around folklore. Yeah, so that's what it, something that's happened when, around folklore to now. That's when, it ha- that's when it happened. But what happened? Was it the, the Scooter Braun thing? It's because I feel like the re-recordings. I don't obviously I don't know that much about Taylor Swift, but what I do know is that there was a whole thing with like was it her masters or something involving like scooter braun um so that's when like the re-recording started and i think there there was just this massive push behind her because because feminism and and who's this man that has access to all of her stuff and like yeah re-record her music support the re-recording like because she's making money from those like it's it was Mm -hmm. a it was like that but also yeah i don't know i michael you should know (laughs) Yeah, Michael Taylor's I, I know as best as I can know. I've only been around for two years now. I'm not mm-hmm. somebody I don't go way back with Taylor. I just started listening to her when Folklore and Evermore came out in 2020. So I don't go I don't go like OG at all. But I can I, I can I watched the because like you said, folklore, that's when it happened. It was right around then. And I feel like there's a few factors. Right? Taylor is somebody that transparently leaves no stone unturned like we know exactly what's going on in her life and a lot of it's because she writes it in lyrics and a lot of it is because she lets us know a lot of it is also because miss americana is a documentary that she had come out that came out yeah, i saw tw- that you saw that okay so that came out in 2020 2020 is it's a common factor here um 2020 is when COVID happened obviously 2020 we were all locked down so she drops miss americana in 2020 2020 is when pretty much we know the re-records are going to start coming. She's taking back what's hers. She's controlling the narrative. Miss Americana drops, Folklore drops, Evermore drops. And she's already massive. She's already massive. But what she did was she dropped her best album ever in 2020. Folklore is her best album ever. And I feel like as an artist, when you're already... Is that like the general consensus, like amongst her fans? Or? Most, most of her fans, even if it's like not their favorite, most of them probably would agree that Folklore is her best album ever. So when you're 12 years deep into your career, you drop Folklore, you have enemies, right? Already throughout your career. Kanye, the media. She's like famously slut shamed her whole career. Scooter, yeah. Bra- Scooter Braun. And she comes back from that constantly. Miss Americana is an entire documentary about her being a comeback warrior, like her coming back from a lot of these things that... I just mentioned she's the ultimate comeback story and then when you top that off with the content that she does who, who's your favorite artist both of you uh let's just say kendrick kendrick he's not yeah. even online so <laughs> uh beyonce and imagine kendrick and beyonce drop two albums a year oh! that and since 2020 folklore and evermore dropped the re-recordings midnight on average she's dropped no two and like that's the crazy part because usually when it is saturated like that like it falls off like a little bit right they're like but oh it's she too just much has this meteoric rise like it's crazy and, gen- and like gen- genuinely the content it's because the content's still if the content was bad it would saturate it would fall off but the content's mm-hmm. great the re-recordings have new fresh tracks the vault tracks she calls them mm-hmm. So it's not like she's just dropping a re-recording. Oh, she put new tracks. Yeah, she on has the... new tracks on each one. There's yeah. new tracks on oh, each one. Oh, okay. There's That's new tracks. Hard. There's music videos with the new tracks. There's All, all Too, too well. well is classic. All Too Well. She added five minutes onto a five-minute song. She made it ten minutes. She had a whole movie made with Sadie. Great. I heard video. that for the first time at the Sabrina Carpenter concert. It's and never, room. never in my entire life have I seen a room pull of people <laughs> sing every word of a 10-minute 10 10 minutes. song. Yeah. I was tweeting as it was happening. I was like, 
how long is this goddamn song? <laughs> Everybody in here is saying every word of this shit. And it's, it's not saying. just a 10-minute song. She says a lot on the trip. It's basically yeah, she a, does. A, a, it's a rap song. Yeah, Turn, no, it was a lot of words. A, I was a, like, whoa. Yeah, so she's just, I feel like all those things combined, man, her her fans just have an experience that other fans don't have. And her fans appreciate that and they show that appreciation. Taylor knows she can do five straight stadium tours and people are going to show up. She knows what she gives her fans. She knows how her fans view her. And mm-hmm. she takes she takes advantage of that. She's a capitalist at the same time. She drops like five different colorways to all her vinyls. Yeah. She, knows, she knows what she's doing. She knows the demand is there. She takes advantage of that. And she keeps the, she keeps the train going, man. That's facts. You know, I, I think also talking about, um, I, I feel like with the re-recordings and this, do y'all remember what year Me Too happened? Do you, anybody remember like what exactly like when year it that first was? started popping off? Yeah, I yeah, don't, yeah. I can't think of it. 2013, 14, I have no idea. I feel like it was like 17 or 18. Yeah, it was somewhere but around there. The reason why I'm bringing that up is because I'm pretty sure the Scooter Braun thing happened almost immediately after that. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, a year after, and, like, everyone's aware of all the power dynamics and everything that's happening yeah. like that with women in the industry. And I feel like doing the re-recordings and her fans buying them is, like, almost a direct way to bring down the system. Like, to retaliate yeah. against, you know, the symbolism of what it is for everything that, like, women go through in the industry. Um, and I feel like that also propels the re-recordings to a whole new level because like there's a difference between smart so smart yeah like there's a difference between say like taylor doing a re-recording and someone buying it and like say someone else doing it there's like a uh like a whole narrative and storyline and empowering thing around a fan purchasing a taylor swift re-recording because it like it's more it's like greater than just buying the music i feel like it represents something more than that yeah uh, and i feel like that has something to do with it as well but there's yeah purpose like, behind it yeah there's, there's purpose behind why she's doing the re-recordings but also could you imagine like some of our faves I, if beyonce re-recorded b-day with with her voice now and like matured and everything it would it would just be disgusting so like there there's the aspect of she's grown so much as an artist i want to hear how she sings all these songs now uh, coupled with the reasoning why she's re-recording them to begin with, it's like a it's it's a yeah. it's two for two. Like it's yeah, a it's very like a smart, movement. a very smart move yeah, on her part. Yeah, and we have I ha- I didn't even I touched on so many different things I didn't even like talk about. We talked about all too well, but like lyrically, and we talked about this in the live a little bit. But she's so special lyrically, man. Like every situation that involves angst, she's written about. There's not an angsty situation you can think of that she hasn't written about. She's written about being groomed before. She's got multiple songs about that. And and there's something to be said about like these, you know, young women that hear these songs and maybe don't get those songs from other places. Whether those songs could exist other places, but Taylor's already got that industry unlocked. So you're gonna hear it from her. And when you hear these songs, there's something about being able to relate to that and Taylor becoming like I said earlier, I had Kobe. Like these people have Taylor, that's their Kobe. It's a real thing. Yeah. And like kind of going back to what we were talking about in the last segment about substantial music, like Taylor has songs that some would say are basic, but they're usually still substantial, which is like a yes. perfect example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> as far as having like substance in your music doesn't mean it needs to be this like super complex thing. Right. Um, so I just wanted to say that. And then like also like, yeah, I just um, I think it's it's. She's going- she's interesting to me. I like, I, go ahead. 
because <laughs> I like I I will never I will never discredit her and what she has accomplished ever. Like I couldn't if I tried. I think I think she's immensely uh, an immensely talented writer. I think that the bond that she's cultivated with her supporters is very genuine. I, I definitely believe, like you know, because some people say, "Oh, I love my fans." I believe Taylor loves her fans. I, I believe that mm-hmm. she um, she values them quite a bit. My favorite album is still Red. I'm sorry if people ask me, like people it's don't ask me often, <laughs> but if I ask, they ask me what my favorite Taylor is, like I knew you were. Tra-. It's a bop, you know. <laughs> so seeing all of all of her success. Especially after the the fact that artists don't have access like off top to like their masters is insane to me. The fact that artists like ha- are, are getting millions and millions of streams and seeing little to nothing because they don't own their music um, is heartbreaking to me. So what I will say, kudos to her. Hats off to her for for flipping that shit over, getting her money back. Okay, because she making her coin now. She might not have been making as much as she was before, even though she was obviously successful. I'm happy to see a woman do that specifically. So, for Facts. real. Uh, Super Bowl, there's lots of tweets, lots of fake tweets probably, like not things that are real information, I should say, fake news, It's one of our favorite people say, about who's going to perform at the Super Bowl, and you see all these different names, and none of it's real probably, but I want to talk about who I think would do great at the Super Bowl, who I'd like to see at the Super Bowl. I also want to talk about who I don't want to see at the Super Bowl, and I mean it totally respectfully. Um, <laughs> yeah, period. <laughs> I've never heard this approach that way before. That's interesting. I love okay. that. I want to hear who you don't, though. For I'll, real. St- I'll start with a list of who I don't want to see. We've been trending towards, like... <laughs> The the I don't mean this in like a Maroon Five way because that's like one of the worst, <laughs> like I, like I'm not calling like the Maroon Five Super Bowl was a disaster. It, it was, was. A, it was a disaster. Um, but they've trended towards like more mainstream artists. The weekend, Shakira, J Lo, Lady Gaga. Shout out um, to Jay Z. Jay Z, yeah, Jay Z, Rock Nation produces the Super Bowl now, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And then we know about the hip hop Super Bowl they had with Dr. Dre and all of them. So I feel like we're still gonna keep trending towards those mainstream artists. Couple that I don't want to see. Well, I'll say I don't expect to see Taylor because I just think she has too much going on. It's too much. The movies, the tours. Are we the, talking about this year or overall? The upcoming, upcoming. Okay. Just, it is uh, Super Bowl. It's February. February. Okay. Just upcoming. Just upcoming. Gotcha. Okay. Taylor, Taylor's got too much going on. She was one of the people listed. The other people that I saw was Harry Styles. I don't want Harry Styles to perform at the Super Bowl because I am petrified of football fans and what they will do to him as an audience. Mm. Toxic toxic masculinity versus Harry Styles will be a problem. Um, So I'm just scared for Harry, and that's all I'll say on that. Uh, Also, Harry's very young still. He's got plenty of time. He's only going to get bigger. Ariana still has plenty of time, plus she's got Wicked coming up and all that. I'd want to see Drake, but I don't particularly want to see him this year because i have a couple people in mind this year ed sheeran was listed as a potential person i agree with ed i think he's too boring for the super bowl um, <laughs> i agree he's bobby's he's, face bobby the, you I said agree. ed sheeran and bobby immediately he said do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's great self-awareness wise is ed said it himself ed said he's too he boring. did he said, yeah, he, said I'm, he said i'm too boring for the super bowl and i agree not a super bowl performer and i love ed uh, Justin Bieber is another one who could do it one day, and then and then I don't Jay Z man. I don't know how much more time Jay Z has before like he wants to ever get on that stage. If he if he wants to do it, you think he wants to do it at all, Bobby? I feel like it'd be really weird for him to do it because he's in charge of it. 
Yeah. <laughs> but that's all that's the only reason why I feel like he wouldn't do it. Like it'd just be weird. Um but I could see him doing it, but I also see him doing it with somebody else. Yeah. Like maybe Beyonce say. will go up three times, you know what I'm saying? Or I don't know, maybe he'll I don't him and Kanye don't like each other anymore, but maybe oh they would have did a duo watch, watch the, the throne, throne thing. Uh maybe in two thousand ten. <laughs> Maybe like in 2065 or something. Kanye makeup. <laughs> yeah, we'll see yeah, about, about Kanye at a Super Bowl. Uh, Hell no, the, they will never let happen. it happen. Yeah, that will not happen. <laughs> that's, that's, no. I didn't, bring, I didn't bring up Beyonce only because I was just avoiding people that already did it. Um, but the people that I want to see do it personally is a couple acts that have had Vegas residencies all year long and that yeah. have dominated those Vegas residencies as far as like the culturally as far as twitter usher, goes baby. the internet say it say it it's usher and adele i think usher, usher baby usher, usher baby combine powers and give us like the Peace dope one of the it's not good like can you just imagine usher's out there doing yeah and and loving this club and indeed i can he's mixing up you got it bad and burn giving us the little slow moment and this oh! <laughs> Not the exclaim. <laughs> no, that's it. that would be so sickening. Oh, no. I'm waiting for it. Now the no. the one, and I think Adele. I think they could combine because there's often more than one person. Unless you're like at a Rihanna level and you can carry it by yourself, usually there's more than one person. So I think Usher and Adele should combine. The other person who has whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, whoa, did you see them together? Wait, together? I think together. Time I think out. Together. Time out. Time out. Time out. What? I have to say, because you preface that with saying, unless you're Rihanna, you can do it by herself. Are we saying Usher could not do it by himself? No, I, I'm not talking about what he can or can't do. I'm just uh -huh. talking about from a name perspective, he's not Rihanna. I disagree I, very strongly. I, I feel like I do as well. I disagree we could talk. That. We could talk about uh, Usher's my fave. I just don't know. His name doesn't come across like Rihanna's does. It's Rihanna. Because he's older, and I'm just I'm combining Rihanna's like outside musical endeavors. Oh, Usher, okay. Usher makes a lot more music than Rihanna, obviously. Usher's Usher's a better artist than Rihanna, in my opinion. I'm just talking Speak about on. Rihanna as a <laughs> as a name. Rihanna as a name. Rihanna, okay. Rihanna's feel, name is Usher is a household name. That's Absolutely, like Usher is a household name. You know, I sometimes feel like... as a black person, I feel like I'm biased on what a household no, name is. No, for real, is. I'm no, not gonna yeah. lie. There's Unfortunately, there's like general public fame, and then yeah. like what we call black fame. And like, and then, but as far as being famous amongst the community, Usher is that one. But as that's far as I'm general saying. public, I might Michael might be right. That's, that's all I'm, I'm biased. That's I think. all I'm talking about. I think that Usher is that. I think he's that dude. But GP is is nonsense. You might be right because when's the last time Usher had a hit? It's been a long time. It it was with with Saweetie in 2019. That was a hit? Maybe. I, I'm I talking know. about like a bona fide. A bona fide hit. It's been like. Hit. Climax, maybe? It's been, Yeah, we're talking about the Climax Oh My God era. I was going to say Oh My God. That's yeah. like 2010. No, no, no. Yeah. That was like 20. Was that? Raymond versus Raymond was around 20, 2009, 2010. Yeah. Yeah, and I know Rihanna Damn. hasn't dropped music in forever, but like I feel like if she was to drop music, like she could still easily like be at the top of the charts. You know what I'm saying? That's but, like, true. So, yeah, so her name's definitely bigger. But it is That's really crazy because, like, as a black person, like, Usher's, like, top he's, of the top of the top of the... He's the guy. Yeah, he's, like, the guy. So he's, it's kind of it's crazy. He's it's hard to think guy. about GP. Yeah. 
I was well, like, damn, but you're well, absolutely correct. When we were doing the sophomore album thing, my first thing was like, please tell me Confessions is a second, but I knew it was like his fourth, so I wanted to yeah, jump Yeah, I to think that. it was like his fourth, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite album of all time. I think My Way was his second one. Then the, the only other person I had in mind, because she's never done it, is Mariah. I just don't know if that's something at this point in her career she wants to do or is interested in doing. She's that never, would be sickening. She's never done it. That would be. I sick mean, she could me. obviously do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she got to do all yeah. I want for Christmas is you. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, she does. <laughs> yes, she does. Yes, she does. She got to do no, it. No, but I what's crazy? Care. Okay, now that you're saying that, talking about Mariah, I don't know how popular she is either because I like there's a lot of kids that <laughs> literally just know her for the Christmas song. Kids, those like, are children. Children. No, but like she's literally starting to be known as like the Christmas lady, which is insane <laughs> to me. Like that's crazy to me. Growing up in like the nineties, in the you know what I'm saying, like the and she wrote that damn song. Mm. But that's crazy. So I don't know, like how big Mariah Carey is. Is like she's like I'm saying, like obviously she could do it. I just because now I'm thinking about the whole Usher thing. Like I just don't know. Like she got. I'm curious. She Mariah has Mariah has mainstream hits. I feel like I feel like she could coast on legendary status. Yeah, yeah, no. Like I think she has like 19 number one songs. No, no, no. Like Mariah's like. I'm not trying to debate her like career if she has like enough songs to do the Super Bowl. I'm just talking about like in 2023, like the way we were just talking about Usher. Like I'm just curious, like how it would go over for GP. Where, yeah, like hey. I just want to know like where she is popularity wise for like. That's exactly it. Like imagine I'm, I'm Usher curious. did the Super Bowl in like 2008. Like then we're not having this conversation. We're not talking about Kenny. Can he be the person without anybody else? Yeah. We're not having this conversation, but because it's 2023 and we're talking about climax and oh my God is like the last big hits. Mm-hmm. We got to touch on it a little bit. Like, sh- should there be someone else that slides in? Yeah. That's crazy to think about, but that's really so true. Is. That's so true. I feel like, I feel like if Mariah did it now, now it's me trying to think like how many of her songs, like, everybody would know all the words to type shit. I feel like that's great for, for, for the Super Bowl. It's gotta be songs that everybody knows. They were talking about Pitbull needs to do the Super Bowl. Cause I everybody saw, knows a Pitbull song. That's, I don't want to see that, but that's true. Yeah, I don't want to see that either. <laughs> I don't want to see that. <laughs> but, but the, but the people he would bring out, you gotta, I'm, I'm trying yeah. to think. Yeah. Hit, oh well, if we're talking about that, so why is DJ Khaled not do it? <laughs> because because Pitbull at least raps on his songs, and it's like Pitbull featuring somebody. It's not that's just, fair. DJ, no. I respect um, I respect Pitbull. He just better come with the crew if he, if he performs. He would have to bring everybody in his arsenal. Everybody, everyone. Okay. But would you? Would you though? Because you know, never mind. I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say. They gotta split a check. Oh damn! You are absolutely correct. Think about those egos. No, they don't too. get paid for the Super Bowl. They don't. They don't. No, no they do that for free. I Are mean, sh- okay, yeah, exposure. It's the I biggest stage. It's, it's the, the biggest bi- stage. It's the biggest marketing event of the. And what's what? I mean, then we can get into does Taylor need the Super Bowl? Because I remember you brought that up, Bobby. Oh, okay, I don't think so, she needs it. No, 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 yeah, I don't think she needs the Super Bowl. But there was a tweet that people were saying like Taylor Swift is bigger than the Super Bowl. And it's like, if you're saying that in the sense of like, does she need the Super Bowl to be popular? Well then like, okay, no, like, yeah, she's bigger than the Super Bowl. But the idea of saying that like, she's too big to like do the Super Bowl is like crazy to me. Like Michael Jackson did the Super Bowl. Yeah, Yeah, that's a wild statement. Like Rihanna brought in 121 million people last year. Like it's the biggest stage in the world. Like, of course you want to do the Super Bowl. Mm Yeah, I mean, so it's like, yeah, that's, that's all I was saying. I vote for it, the Young Money reunion. You know what I'm saying? Wayne, Drake, <laughs> Nicki. Yeah. Bedrock. Show. 
You know what I'm saying? Baby. But I already know we're not going to get another rapper for like 15 years, so it's okay. That's what they're going to space it out. They're going to space it out for so long. Yeah. I feel like Jay-Z probably used all his clout to get that uh, Mm -hmm. that Dr. Dre one in there. Because just like you were talking about with like with Harry Styles, like NFL don't want to see no rappers out there, unfortunately. Yeah, they're going to... I'm not gonna lie, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, wa- I didn't watch it. <laughs> oh wow! I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't watch it. I it was didn't. a gr- it was a great halftime. Not live. I didn't watch it live. I oh, watched it later. Afterwards. Okay. The Steelers weren't playing. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. I didn't care. Um, I was just gonna watch it because Kendrick was in there. So. Yeah, he did his he did his thing. Was that yeah. the long tape? Was that the no? That was the Grammys. Don't get me to learn. I was thinking about the performance where it was like all it was. It was Jay Z. It was Wayne. It was. It oh, was that was God did. Their... That's their song. God, God did. did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, that wasn't the Super Bowl, was it? No. Nah. It was I'm all so the West Coast out. rappers plus Eminem. And plus Mary Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying. Did you have anybody you want to see perform potentially, Maya? You said my girls had more time because I said I said I obviously. Are... Yeah, Ariana's got a. I just I put her in the the category with Harry. She's got time. Like Justin was... Bieber's got time. I was gonna say Miley too. Honestly, I was. I was like Miley guy. Miley got hits. I feel like I she's popular more. with 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 general public. I don't know who else could carry like yeah. a show I know someone perform- who could. performance wise though. Has Nicki done the Super Bowl? No, no. right? No, no I like, got one though. Who you got? Doja Cat. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Doja has enough for a fifteen minute set. She's she one does. of the best performers out. She yes. would kill it. She I don't know if y'all call her Coachella. That's what Bro! I was She's a dancer. <laughs> she used to be a pop locker. She used to be like, you could get like she, she's a performer down, like, and she has the hits, like say so. She has plenty say of so hits alone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people are like, oh, I know Doja Cat. You know who else could do it, but they won't. I don't think the Super, I don't think the Super Bowl would be like, let's put them on there. BTS could do it. Oh yeah, BTS would put BTS on a sh- They would put a fucking show on. They could yeah. do it. But I'm just not sure. And, and they they get a lot of uh, American. Well, they get a lot of American racism. We'll call it what it is. That's yeah. very true. Let's do a BTS um and a Blackpink in your area. Hey. A, double, a, double, a double feature. Those are my yes. girlies. Yes, yes, <laughs> this yes, is yes. like semi-related because we're talking about like Super Bowl biggest performance. So we don't necessarily have to like debate what I'm about to say because it is kind of random. But I have to say Shakira getting the Vanguard Award. That's cool. But Katy Perry still hasn't gotten it yet. And I'm kind of upset about that. But I just want to say Katy Perry should get it next year. Shakira is older than Katy Perry. No, I know. I just feel like Katy Perry should get it like sooner than later. Okay, just at some point soon. Yeah, like I feel, I feel really you. soon. I hear you. <laughs> next year. <laughs> <laughs> he said next year, this year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so when I saw this, I was like, when I saw this happen, I I wasn't unfortunate to say I wasn't surprised. Um, but a girl in Houston, Texas. Uh, she got hit in the face with a brick oh, by man. a man because she didn't want to give him her phone number. Um, <laughs> I can't, I genuinely, it's hard. It's really hard to put into words because it's just, it makes me angry, but also I'm used to not feeling protected uh, as a black woman. And 
seeing the discourse online about what she could have done differently or um, the fact that this happened in front of so many other men and nobody did anything, let that man hit her and get in his car and drive away. Um, it makes me feel like there's no unity in our community whatsoever. Mm. And I, and I'm saying that with my whole chest, y'all don't care. I'm talking about the men in my community don't care about black women. And that's a problem. You do any and everything to scoot around the responsibility that you have, as far as patriarchy is concerned, you can understand how the white man is responsible for dismantling racism, but can't possibly process that you as men are responsible for dismantling patriarchy. It, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. This fear that all women have. I'm like, there's just certain things that y'all don't have to worry about walking down the street as a woman. Um, the fear of rejecting men. There are women who have died. This girl could have died where he hit her. Like Nasai, she could have lost her hearing. Anything could have taken place, but it, it, it's turning into victim blaming. Also, if you're not the perfect victim uh, of a certain uh, circumstance and they can find something to fault you with, they do that. And it's like, try to make it seem like you deserved this thing that happened to you. And I, and I, and it's just sent me up a wall. I'm like, listen, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't consider myself a misandrist, you know, but I understand why they exist. <laughs> I don't, I, nine times out of 10, depending on who it is, I, I don't feel safe around men. I feel safe around y'all. And that's why I sit and I'm like, I'm happy to be doing this show with you guys. I know both of y'all got sense. Listen, Bobby is six, three and, <laughs> and Michael and Michael is from the Bronx. Yo, just, I know that if, if, I, if I was in that situation and I was with y'all, y'all wouldn't let that shit happen to me. So it, I, I just, it makes me angry. It boils my blood, man. You said victim blaming, and they someone like someone took a video of a sketch that she did. Did you see this? Yeah, a sketch that she did, and they try to make it seem like that's what was happening. That's how far they went to make it seem like it was her fault. That's how far they took it. What did Malcolm X say? The most unprotected person in the world is a black woman. The most disrespected person in the world yep. is the black woman, man. And it's not a joke or a game. The fact that they're now debating whether she's trans or not and how that could have led to like, you know, her getting hit in the face and um, because she, I guess has more masculine facial feature or whatever the fuck, just any and every excuse to scoot around any form of responsibility will continue to uplift and encourage everyone other than us. You know, every other one, sexualize, over-sexualize, fetishize, exotic, uh, uh, exoticism and like, Oh, you're this, you're mixed with this. You can't be pretty because you, you just black. Like it's all of that. It's it's all wrapped into one. And now I'm at the point where I just can't have the conversations and that makes me mad because I would love to sit and talk and explain, but I'm tired of doing that. I shouldn't have to explain my humanity to you. I shouldn't have to explain um, why I deserve to be protected as a black woman, um, regardless of what I say or do out of like, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. Um, Y'all don't care. And that's it. <laughs> and as black women that are the first 
to advocate for the disenfranchised, the first to nurture, the first. It's black women that overturned 2020. It, if, come if, on. If we have any shot in 2024, it's black. It's the 90% they're going to come through again and overturn 2024. Um, that Malcolm X quote is from 1950 or 60 or something. Mm -hmm. That's fucking 60 years ago. And it's still the same thing. And then the whole like devil's advocate thing online. And so it's just bullshit. I don't know what to do anymore. And this is me being really real. I don't know what to do if something like that were to happen to me. I, I don't know if I would bring it online. I feel like that would be my natural inclination is to like tell the people I know like who support me like this fucked up thing happened to me just to feel some like sort of safety because I've seen it happen. First of all, I don't do the bystander effect. I saw a lot of that happening online. It's like, oh, well, what have you done if like he would have had a gun? It's like, well, he didn't. So like when I see fucked up things going on, I open my mouth. And that, I'm, I'm just speaking for me as an individual. I've seen things happen. I've protected other women. I've protected men in, uh, in situations. I was like, hey, like, what are you, what is this? People are so used to not being corrected. It really probably only takes one person to be like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? But it doesn't happen. That's not the natural inclination, especially when it comes to black women. Because they're like, oh, I don't know her. Like, oh, she's not my sister. She's not, it's... I saw you on Twitter have a conversation with somebody, actually. I don't remember when. I feel like it wasn't that long ago. And you were talking about wanting to go on a road trip. And this person wouldn't understand why you would have a fear of going on a simple road trip. To them, a simple road trip. But then shit like this happens. And it's like, why don't you understand? I, I, don't, I don't feel safe. I don't, I don't feel safe. Um, I would like to. But I know it's, it's, it's not. It's just not in... Uh, in the cards for me uh in regards to that i do what i can to make myself feel safe i am getting a gun i'm dead serious and i'm not even like a super i, I used to fight a lot but I, but that's i can see it i can see it <laughs> bro because i because nobody listened to my words nobody wanted to understand me like that so i started physically protecting myself i fought men i will fight a man so i don't but i know what position that puts me in like as a woman as well um but if nobody's going to protect me, bro, I'm going to protect myself. So I'm taking the measures I can um, when I'm in public and I and somebody asks me for my phone number. Um, I will be very honest and say I do feel an immense amount of pressure to say yes and give them my phone number. Um, I've had it happen multiple times where they'll call it like right on the spot to make sure it's actually my number um, and stand there and make me feel like really uncomfortable. Um you can't ask women, you just can't ask women why we do certain things when we're put in those situations. It's for safety. It's to keep us safe. Even if I don't, like, you're not my type or, like, I'm not interested or I'm in, I'm in a relationship. You tell men, I'm in a relationship. You know, I'm not, I'm not interested in this, 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 and this. You're still at risk. You're still at risk. So you cannot swing that back and be like, well, you shouldn't have entertained this person or why didn't you just walk away or why it was like a woman got shot in the back. I don't know where this was, but a woman got shot in the back because she walked away from a man um, who was trying to engage with her romantically. Um, a woman got shot in the face in the club because a man was trying to dance up on her and she didn't want she didn't want that. She moved away and he shot her in front of countless people. It's not it. it I don't understand how it's even up for debate anymore when situations like this 
happen. Protect black women. Believe black women when we say that this is our experience. You can't tell you can't tell me different. I live it. I live I live it every day. So you can't tell me that oh it's not it's not all men. It has been in my experience. It's been far and few between where men have actually protected me or had my back. I'm talking about across the board. Men I don't know, men I do know, men in my family. I have two little brothers, but they're like they're my little brothers, 21 and 20. Um and, and fortunately enough, uh, we, we never had an issue in which they've had to like defend me, but I know that they would, you know, but th- those and y'all, like I said, some of the only people that I, I feel like would protect me if I was placed in that position. So I'm, I just, it broke my heart. It made me angry. Um, seeing people belittle her and talk bad about her because she does like create content and funny content and jokes and skits and stuff like that. And they definitely, like Michael said, took that and, and swung it back and was like, well, she's this type of person. She said, what the fuck does that have to do with her getting hit in the face with a fucking brick? What does it have to do with any of that? It is, it makes me angry. Um, I'm sending her a lot of love. I hope that she is healing okay. I hope they find him wherever that took place. I feel like it was at a um, uh, some type of function. I don't know if it was a club with cameras or anything like that. But that girl could have lost her life. How many times do things like this have to happen for y'all to understand how serious it is? That's yeah. it. You know. I've been, you know, sitting here quiet because, like, you know, I was listening and wanting to center, you know, you in that conversation since that's your lived experience. And, you know, something that you had said before uh, while you were just talking was, you know, it's it's up to men to, you know, dismantle the patriarchy. Right. Like it's our responsibility to do our internal work and the external work with you know changing laws and doing all this kind of stuff to make sure you do feel safe right like that's our job that's our responsibility uh it's not a woman's job to try and fight and change uh you know our internal fucked up um systems that we have that you know we're born into and believe in this and believe in that and i feel like we have to do that work like, I don't want you living like that. You know what I'm saying? That's a terrifying existence. Like, let's call it what yeah. it is. Like, that's that's terrifying to have to do all that, right? And, like, you know, my wife's a black woman, right? And I have to, you know, she makes me aware of all that stuff that you just said. And I have to move different uh, to do things to protect her, right? And I just feel like it's sad and for everybody that is listening to this, like take this moment as a self-reflection moment and like ask yourself, like, what can you do uh, to make this situation better? Uh, What can you do for yourself? Like what types of beliefs and ideas do you have that you need to change? You know what I'm saying? What even friends, right? Like we got to call out our friends more. We have to, you know, if they say something misogynistic or they say something like this or that, like, like we got to say something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it starts that way. And, you know, as we're doing all this work uh, and it takes this time in that time span, unfortunately, all this damage is still being done to black women while we try and figure it out. So, uh, you know, it's not something to really give ourselves kudos over. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just work that has to be done. And like we just gotta do it. I appreciate that, man. For real, it's like it. It could all be so simple, like, <laughs> like, like. Actually, 
it's not it's work and that's the other thing a lot of people don't like to look inside themselves and see what's wrong you know and here's the thing patriarchy hurts everyone patriarchy sure. hurts men too men have been conditioned and that's and that's part of the reason why i feel like we have this this looming feeling around like rejection and you know being desired like as a man like different things men have to do in order to feel like a man or feel like they're in control of situations and things i feel like if men weren't conditioned to bottle up like all of their emotions and and Mm -hmm. not be avid communicators things like being rejected or a woman being like no thank you like wouldn't bother you as much you know because you know who you are as a person you would have self-worth in that respect that you wouldn't need that's not something that you would need validation wise to make you feel like a man to the point that you're that angry that you would hurt that person you know what i'm saying it hurts everyone so like you said the work just needs to be done acknowledge it make steps towards it it's not going to happen overnight but sitting and trying to make it seem like oh everybody's just so sensitive like why is it blah blah it's not 1940 no more okay it is 20 is 2023 women have autonomy we speak we we tell our feelings we say no no is a full sentence you don't need it i don't need to give you an explanation the answer is no the answer is no respect that and go about your life if you can't do that it's a, it's an inter- it's a problem it's an internal problem work through it Michael, are you okay? You are just the you're the sweetest soul. I'm sorry. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I know like I it, it's hard conversations to have, man, but we want life to be better for all of us. Facts. And we want we want life to be better for all of us. So so like Bobby said, just do your part. You you you're responsible for you. If you see something, say something. And honestly, I also want to say because it seems like people do need some level of like selfish motivation to start doing something. And like like what you just said about how it affects everybody, right? Um, I'm just going to give it like an example of that, but I'm going to use racism just for an example. So everybody likes having a park outside, for example. Why are there no public free parks? Why are there no public pools? It's because... During segregation, you know what I'm saying, they had pools for everybody, but then when we all integrated, white people didn't want black people at the pool, so they just shut all the pools down or hid them behind, uh, you know, like private clubs and stuff like that. And so we all lose access to public pools, right? And so that ended up affecting white people since they all got public pools. So in this example, it's like, yes, like anytime there's a force of oppression, it ends up affecting everybody yes. uh, to some degree. And so with all of these policies that we're passing, because like I'm in Florida, so we're having a ridiculous amount of like uh, like anti-trans legislation right now. Right. And like you just said is another example of that as all this is passing and you're normalizing the hate against trans people, it then gets used against women. Um, 
like black women in this example, oh, now it's okay because, you know, maybe they're trans, right? And like, that's really fucked up. It's so insane. It's really messed up. And I just feel like we have to, we just got to do better, man. Like, and I'm really glad we could talk about this on the podcast. Like, I'm so glad we can talk about this because there's a lot of different, I feel like this will be really important just for everybody to hear out there. Like, honestly, like I really believe that. Um, And I feel like we can make a change by having like actual conversations around this. And all that to say, I'm really sorry you got to deal with that, Maya. Like, truthfully, to my core, like, I'm really sorry. Like, all the experiences that you've had and you will have just because you're a black woman is that's that's tragic. And I know there's a lot of trauma in that. And, you know, me and Michael, we're here to hold that trauma with you and help you and bring you up uh, in any ways that we can. And we're here to listen to you. And, you know, we're we're. We're here to support you in the, in the ways that we can. Um, yeah, I just I just wanted to say that too. I appreciate y'all, man, for real. Same, smoking well, Bobby. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. hot, like it really is. It, I I flip I flip on both sides of the coin. Sometimes I'm really emotional, and I feel like, what can I do, man? This doesn't feel like there there's anything immediate I can do. But I'm always gonna use my voice. I'm always gonna advocate for for women black women women in general and make sure that people understand that this is not going to go away on its own it's not going to go away on its own we have to actively fight against it otherwise it's just going to continue being ingrained in in society i'm gonna say it one more time i don't do the bystander effect if you see something say something we are we are all on this planet. We can't exist alone. We gotta coexist, protect people. That's it. And it doesn't. I know some people. I, I hate doing the whole. I'm an empath thing. I really. I I don't have to know you to protect you. I don't have to know you to protect you. We don't have to have a personal relationship. If I see something fucked up happening to you, I'm going to open my mouth, and I encourage everybody else to do the same. It's not again. Nobody said it's easy. It's uncomfortable. There's no growth in comfort, though. So step outside of your box and be that good Samaritan, man. Don't don't let that happen to nobody else. I was sick to my stomach when I found out how many people just was sitting and saw that happen and just looked the other way like, oh, whatever. Don't be those people. Don't be that person. Thank you, Maya. Thank you for speaking. Yeah, thank you. So so openly. Of course. It'll happen often. <laughs> and we love you for it. All right, gentlemen. I think that ends our first ever episode. I appreciate everybody who's listening and watching with us on YouTube or streaming all of our YouTube channels and Patreons and where you can find us. Our socials will be in the description box. We hope that y'all will rock with us, man. We're going to be here every week. Make sure to check us out on all streaming sites. The visual will always be on YouTube and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Take Away My Mic. Bye. Bye. Bye.